0: OTB GAA And he threw his famous patented dummy hand pass because he was a big handballer with his right hand and I literally moved into another parish
1: Subscribe to the OTB GAA podcast feed wherever you get your podcasts
0: Football on Off The Ball With Sky Watch
1: Premier League, Women's Super League Scottish Premiership and much more live on Sky Sports Across Sky Sports, BT Sports and Premier Sports, uh, and two of the most celebrated names in the game, Steven Gerrard, Cristiano Ronaldo. I think it's fair to say they've had better starts to their weekend, but not me, because I'm joined by Colin Bowie. Oh, I like uh, that?
0: That wasn't scripted at all. That's really good. I thought the two most celebrated names in the game was going to be an instruction to our guest today, who was waiting for his own instruction. Look up there, he's waiting to go. And, uh, what are you going to say about him?
1: Clive and Colin have actually met before. Clive, or you haven't met before, but you nearly met before, and now you've met virtually for the second time. Is that right?
2: That's right. Yes. Good morning. Um, yeah. Unfortunately, we didn't get to meet at Spurs a few weeks back, but um, I, I'm hoping that we do because um, I'm looking forward to to meeting him.
1: Very briefly, uh, Stephen Gerrard is gone, and Cristiano Ronaldo looks like he's more or less gone.
2: Uh, it's looking that way. I think with Stephen Gerrard, I think he was very honest in his, his post match, um, you know, uh, thoughts on the game, the way the team played. They didn't perform in the way that he wanted. Results have not been good. Uh, it's an old adage, we know results business and um, Villa are in a precarious position. They're not winning games. They're not energetic about the way they've gone about their performances. Um, And I think Stephen's very realistic. He knew that, um, you know, the inevitable was going to happen.
1: Yeah, let's get straight into it because when I do do this show, we start kind of rattling on and then all of a sudden we're like into game four and we have two minutes left. Forest and Liverpool is the first game. This is on Saturday, 12.30pm on BT Sport. I'm going to start with you, Colm. There are now seven points between Liverpool and Man City. A title race looked totally, totally gone. Liverpool conceded one in their last three games, played really, really well against Man City. Maybe rolled their luck a little bit against West Ham. Nottingham Forest trying to get a couple of back-to-back results. They've had a very, very poor start of the season. Talk to me.
0: Well, like, I don't think that Jurgen Klopp really expected Liverpool to start so slowly, but then you go through the seven season itch that uh, seems to happen with uh, Klopp's sides. He's only managed two others, Brusty Dortmund and Mines, and it seems to happen, like, if you've gone seven years with a group of players, eventually, at some point, they're going to hit a wall. I think uh, my own opinion of with Mo Salah is that he's kind of. Creatively unfulfilled Without the tense relationship He had with Sadio Mane And he's looking around now And it's still a fine Creatively unfulfilled Yeah because I think They had a little tension going on There was like uh, A lot of arguing between Mane And Salah But it was a like bit like Keegan, love relationship, Keegan and Tashak Yeah I love that Noel and Liam Or whoever yeah. else uh, You yourself and Dan McDonnell You know, yeah, yeah. You don't always agree But you bring out the best in each other Soulmates is what Robin Williams would say in Good Will Hunting you yeah. know, soulmates that's what you're looking for and I think with those two that they were football soulmates and without him I think Salah's gone dipped a little bit but then the last two weeks he's re-emerged and I guess look you can never keep a good man down and a good side down and this Liverpool side have been massively massively re- re-energised not by the Man City game but actually True. the 7-1 hammering of Rangers in the Champions it, League th- that got them going like.
1: I, I watched that game Clive and like Liverpool first half all the same frailties um, and maybe just gave them confidence
2: Absolutely. And and it was a Liverpool side against Man City that was full of confidence, determination. Um, They were sparked into life. I think Mo Salah wanted to show the world what a player he was. Um, And I think that uh, Klopp uh, has got the response from that group of players that he needed after what was a slow start. I think he was probably bemused himself as to what was happening. But I see Liverpool going on now and forcing themselves back into the top four. Don't know how close they're going to get to Man City. But they are going to get close, I think, over the course of the season now because when they play in that manner, there's very few teams that can hold Liverpool.
1: What have you met of Nunez so far? Scored midweek, it's been a slow enough start From so Obviously, he's ascending off uh, earlier on, kind of, um, I guess, tarnished him as a striker. Has he, has he struggled to adopt? Is he kind of getting there?
2: Yeah, I think he's getting there. I think definitely it was a slow start. I think we had, you know, the charity shield where he, he had a an impressive performance. I thought the other night, the one thing that really struck me was when he struck the left foot volley, it was one of those moments where you go, whoa, there's a player there. Um, It was a fabulous save. But I think that all of a sudden you thought, well, this guy can produce something a little bit special. Um, I'm sure that's what Jürgen Klopp and Liverpool have seen in him. It might take a little while to see more of that. But I think that um, he, he was looking, I just think he was looking more comfortable in his role um, and his contribution was, I thought, massive um, the other night against West Ham.
1: Yeah, and I guess Liverpool do look like they just have a little bit more sort of self-belief. It was like the shackles were yeah. off. There was a lovely moment in the Rangers game where... Um, I think was it uh, they were waiting on the seventh goal and it was on a VAR I think it was Harvey Elliott and Salah just wrapped his hands around him like a loving friend loving father and they, they both smiled and Salah had probably gotten his hat-trick at that stage he was happy now they're happy again yeah I mean he was looking around for you know he was hugging
0: someone because he needed to recreate that uh, spark that creativity uh, that's, gone. that's gone since that's gone. but you know he it, it, here it, first. it is amazing to me like because it just actually goes to show how brilliant Jürgen Klopp is and his coaching staff and that for me I don't Think Liverpool actually improved over the summer. I think if anything they lost a bit. I like I'm a bit on the fence about Nunes, I suppose everybody is. He could go one of two ways. Like you remember when Dennis Bergkamp first joined the Premier League with Arsenal, he couldn't score for ages. Yeah. You know, people are questioning him now. Totally, obviously, totally different type of player to Nunes. Like Burkamp was technically gifted but lacked goals at the start. Or Nunes could be a kind of Diego Forlan type figure where he tries and tries and tries But does never quite get going I'm and then not sure Technically he's good enough you No know, I would say technically He is maybe but it, he's maybe just it's wild. kind of an illusion, like. It's his brain I think his football brain Is mm. not at the level Like you saw against Man City When he came on like There's a reason he didn't start And then there was the overlap On the side to his right hand side And he just completely ignored it Which was absolutely insane For that level of football I, if, I were,
1: if I were a manager I would like I'm never going to play you again You know that's sort of it, it was, How it was, would you not play If that I was fast? a Liverpool fan I would have been like, <laughs> yeah.
0: Totally exasperated by that Like was, yeah. oh my god But I would say like, I don't think that they've strengthened Like They're rough rough. the same and I suppose if you're the same nowadays you might be going backwards a bit so I just think clap is is an amazing motivational factor Um, I think they'll be doing very very well to stay right up there with Man City all season because I, like, I think people are getting carried away with the win over Man City oh, to- it's a long long way to, to- go and, here and,
1: and Clive so Justin O'Hanlon um, racing commentator in Ireland one of the few Forest fans I know in Ireland he's not particularly happy but he said to me Forest against Brighton they were playing the ball out from the back like they were passing a hand grenade around <laughs> with the clip pulled out but I think Cooper is just like we need to keep a clean sheet here I, I think they barely had the ball in the Brighton box until like 20 minutes ago nil always was a good result there are they making progress?
2: Uh, Yeah, I think they're making progress. I think they're finding their feet in the Premier League. They know, they're starting to understand what they're coming up against. I always think with the side promoted, they haven't been there for a long time. It takes the other Premier League sides time to work them out that's when normally they need to get the results and build a little bit of confidence. That hasn't happened with Forrest yet. The point was a massive one, I think, just to just to settle the nerves of everybody at the club. He has so many players to choose from. He's got so many permutations that must be going through his head as to, can I play him with him? Can I? And I don't think he really knows what his best starting eleven would be if everybody was fit. So it's it's a real difficult situation that he finds himself in. I think he's handled it well. I think it's quite incredible that they offered him a new three-year contract, which obviously was just again trying to, um, you know, settle everything down and say, right, this is what we're working with. We need to move forward. The point was a massive point. But against Liverpool this weekend, I can't see them getting anything other than maybe a two or three nil defeat.
0: Why was he offered that new contract, play For you, I mean, is counter-intuitive it counterintuitive? Almost was it a case of we genuinely are committed to you and the project, or was there an ulterior motive there? It seemed very odd to me, considering the form that they had going into that contract signing.
2: Yeah, it had to be. It had to be a situation where. You know, the hierarchy had spoken. They said they need to steady this ship. They need to show some faith in the manager, what he's doing, what he's trying to achieve. Um, They must still feel that they realistically have a chance of getting out of the bottom three. Mm. That, that has to be the ambition. Get themselves, get their heads above water and then try to try to stabilise. Staying in the Premier League would be an, an a immense um, a feat this yeah. season for Nottingham Forest.
0: It would be a remarkable show of commitment in the modern... Day.
1: it's it's totally
2: you against know, it, the trend of totally
1: against the
0: grain which uh, and you know the cynicism would interrupt my good feeling there thinking that there must be a reason for this mm. like, that they're lining up someone else and it's an easier payoff for them
1: maybe not you, you do look as well like the teams above them Leicester who've been underachievers obviously beat leeds wolves been underachievers sacked their manager villa underachievers just sacked their manager um, and leeds and everton so really really big clubs above them now maybe you're expecting bournemouth and the likes of fulham to drop down the table but um just briefly you're, are you going with clive liverpool win here?
0: Oh yeah, it has to be and like I really worry for Forrest's goal difference there. Look look at that, like minus 16 sixteenth, they've only scored seven goals. And like look, it's a problem. When you're signing how many players did they sign Clive? Was it nineteen or twenty players? Mm. I mean that's absolutely ridiculous. Tw- yeah,
2: twenty mm. odd players.
0: Yeah. You,
1: you, you need you, you, know need, I mean. you need continuity at, a, on, a at one level, but you don't like so it it, it will take some time, and you wonder um, is he kind of on the stock of last season in terms of the players he had? But I I just be a little bit wary because Liverpool um, they rather look a bit against West Ham. This is t- these are three tough games in the space of six days. I I think the program is so difficult on these players. It's an early game against Forest, who are getting their acts together defensively. So um, just playing the devil's advocate, it might be a little bit closer than we think. Lex, next, next game: Everton v Palace, 3 p.m. Uh, Premier Sports uh, starting with you Clive on this Lampard discuss
2: Uh, this is this is a I think a fascinating game because I saw Everton at at Spurs just last week Um, I thought that they 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 were I for me described them as negatives Spurs have been described as negative but Everton I felt had a couple of chances they didn't take all of a sudden they looked like they were prepared to protect what they had obviously once Spurs scored it was very difficult for them to get themselves back in the game three defeats now for Frank Lampire I think the signs were there but they it, they, they weren't winning games it was draws and, and it just looked as everybody was feeling Frank was starting to get his way with the squad of players the, the team um, playing against Palace Palace are a team for me that I can never call when, whenever I look at Palace's fixtures I think yeah they're going to get beat today and they go for me unexpectedly go and get a result they've won in the week they go to Everton who have now had three defeats you think well they've found a bit of confidence they should go there and get a result um, it's such a difficult game to call Frank Lampard and Everton need to win this game. I think that's that's the first and foremost and vitally important thing for them, for Palace, for Patrick Vieira. I think they everybody's saying they're making progress. They're still inconsistent with it. With I think with their performances, with their results. But um, I think this is the hardest game to call um, in the Premier League this weekend. But I'm going to go for Everton just to edge it.
1: Watching Palace against um, Leicester last week, it looked like they kind of just, especially second half, just get a result here, get a nil-all draw. They were very conservative. As Clive says, Villa, um, they are quite negative, quite conservative as well. I'm I'm not banking on goals here, so it's probably, judging by my call of City beating Liverpool 4-1 last weekend, that went well. Uh, So this will probably be 3-all. 3-all, 2-1 to Crystal (laughs) Palace. Mm. 200 ballast, well. yeah, very
0: confident in that, very confident. I, th- I think, like, Patrick Vieira's doing a fantastic job at Palace. He has? And he's reinvigorated he Will Saha who's, like, on the verge of 30 years of age. He always seems kind of young to me, Zaha. I mm. mean, that brief spell at Manchester United and came back, and he's kind of um, agitating for a move to a so called bigger club. But Vieira's, like, re- kind of reinstalled, like, the importance of him to the Palace team, which he's always known about. But I think with a reputation like Vieira, I think, like, you can see the respect that Zaha has for him, and it's bringing out like, a better performance in w- him again.
1: I wouldn't underplay Claude as well, playing at Selhurst Park. Uh, it's old school. The fans really get behind them. Great atmosphere. I think it helps.
2: Oh, for Palace, home, home form is going to be vital. Yeah, it really is. But going to Goodison, you know, I think the Goodison faithful have a real impact on the team as well. I think they're very fair. When they don't like what they mm. see, they will, they'll mm. make the team aware of it. And when they do see the effort, it might not be the results that they want. They will stick with their team and stay behind them. But Palace, you know, they've had one defeat in their last six Um, two wins and three draws, it's a difficult game for Everton to make sure that they win. And their performances have to improve because I think they have to be more positive. Uh, Damari Gray, I think, was impressive at at Spurs. Um, He's the one. They've missed Gordon. I think young Gordon has been a real find for them. They miss him when he's not on the front line. Um, So it's... uh, I still think they can do it at home. I think Goodison Park is very, very important for Everton.
0: Read a stat this week that Anthony Orton has the most yellow cards in the Premier League this season. Wow. It's mad, isn't it? A bit of a dissent around that. Uh, it seems that Lampard's winning the never ending uh, Lampard Gerrard debate at the moment. Well. Today, as yeah, we speak, right now. It's like me getting like, up this morning. Like, it's. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, uh, it's, constantly, it's constantly They've only scored eight times in 11 league games, Everton. Football, it's mad. football. You know, from is, what they signed like.
1: Football is so daft. Like, it was considered. Like, Klopp was, was not saying that it was mad that Gerrard is going to replace him, effectively, not that long ago. Yeah. Uh,
0: I tell you what, I bet you Steven Gerrard will be back at Liverpool working under Jurgen Klopp. I bet you that'll be his next heard job. It here He'll first. Go back a lot there. of things you've heard uh, first. Have you been to Sellers Park? I, I, I have.
1: I have. I mean, Clive old there. school. Oh like, my God, it's amazing. T- Timber seats, like so old school. Um, loved it. And the fans ultras behind the goal. Brought in a bit of a European kind of flair with all like the the dark dress and like standing up and constantly making noise. Love it. Glad like, all, all over. What a song. it
0: go? Because I'm glad all oh, yeah. over. yeah. is that what it is is that the lyric Uh, that seems wrong uh, you know you remember the Clive
2: yeah absolutely yeah very very loud very vocal that that support behind the goal Um, and certainly I think that um, that plays a massive part for Palace with their home form as well What a show we've had yeah
1: we're only only yeah, fifteen absolutely. minutes in and we've had Glad all over. We've had everything, Clive. Oh, yeah, oh, it's, <laughs> incredible. it's incredible. The atmosphere it is amazing. I'm going to go back to Clive this time because that's okay with Be you. Guessed. Chelsea v Man United, Clive. This is Sky Sports 5:50 p.m. What a bonanza on Saturday! Man United against Spurs. I was really impressed by them, and I have a tendency to over, uh, you know, to exaggerate every performance. But they their body language to me was just. Exactly the anathema of what Ronaldo was, obviously, as he trudged off the pitch, thereby probably writing his own kind of death warrant in terms of his Man United career. Um, And as the point has been made since, nobody really cares anymore.
2: Well, I think he's been one of the greatest, if not greatest, players. Um, obviously, it's open for debate the way that um, he behaved. I don't think he should behave in that manner. He'll, he'll pay a price for that. It'll be, it'll be pennies out of his pocket. But I think that um, Manchester United performance... I've got to say, and, and obviously, you know, I'm not neutral. I think Spurs encouraged them onto them. They gave them the impetus. They were so depressed. negative, Clive. And why did he not make absolutely. changes? They
1: were so negative. The first half was okay, but this game is going away from you. And he made changes when the game was two and then it was done.
2: Johnny, you're absolutely right. And I think it, it, it's something that's been leveled at Antonio Conte for a little while now. That, um, is there a plan B? Is there, is there a change in, in the way? We played with three midfield players um, at United. We were swamped in midfield. We gave up so many, so many chances. Shots on target that Hugo Lloris, had he not been in the form he'd been, it could have been a far more embarrassing result than it was. So, I, I, I'm going to sort of sit on the fence as far as United's performance. It was, it was impressive, but I think it was encouraged by, by Spurs, the opposition and the way they played. But, um, this one's a, this one's a fascinating game as well because United will come with confidence. Chelsea, I think, under Potter have adapted. I think they've they've shown with the strength in depth that they had of squad. Potter's Potter's moved that around. Obviously, losing Rhys James was difficult. As for the has come back in, but I think that they have a strength in depth of, of squad, and it's now going to be a test for for ground Potter using that squad.
1: Sorry, go uh, ahead. He, he mentioned us as well. Yeah, uh, he was Clive. He was the one player in the first 65 minutes that registered a shot on target midweek for Chelsea, which was interesting because um, I think they haven't conceded in five. But it's not exactly uh, you know attacking uh, dynamic force at the moment either.
2: No, that's right. And I think that's why it, it makes it such a fascinating game because I think United have to come. They'll, they'll press in the same way. I can't see them changing the way they go about the game. They're going to go and press Chelsea. How often will Chelsea get out to create chances? I, I see it being a, a very, very tight game. Um, Chelsea winning, not sure. I think at the moment it looks, for me, probably the stone bank draw of the weekend.
1: Okay, really column the, 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 this, this, the, the fixture list and the schedule at the moment i I think like in the old days you say when Clyde played was like generally you played on a Saturday, you built the momentum, you got ready, like so man united you could see like at the end of the game, Fred was like he was he 'd run himself into the ground they're, you know the, the dressing room afterwards they 're full of it they 're they're on a high and then you have to lift yourself for a game against yeah. Chelsea straight away and it's like if Man United underperform here it's like Ten Hag oh has he got it all sort? I, I think it's really really hard physically to, to to keep to keep going and this is a test where Chelsea they might come in just that little bit fresher because they didn't exert themselves maybe as much against Brentford Well to go back to your point about the
0: fixtures like, to start with that like it is it's absolutely mental and it actually goes through the emphasis on pre-season now because you basically mm. have virtually no time to work on improving a system during the season because all you're doing is recovery. From the one game to get ready for the next game, and like you're running on empty. And I mean, like these guys, I actually question how they even motivate themselves for every match because there are so many games happening yeah. that it's hard not to approach certain games a bit more like a training ground exercise than others. At least this game is that it's a late kickoff, the late kickoff gives, gives a it, bit of time. It, it's a help, atmospheric. Yeah, it'll be, great bit, it'll be great there. And obviously, Chelsea away, it's a huge, huge game for Manchester United. Massive. Graham Potter's done an exceptional job so far. I didn't think he'd start this well. I would say, like from Manchester United perspective, from a fan perspective. I'd be a bit wary of this Chelsea side. The one area that I'd say United could um, could take advantage of is without Rhys James... Clive mentioned it there you have Aspliqueta but I don't know if he has the legs anymore for that mm. position they they tried Raheem Sterling in that position against Aston Villa last week they actually weren't great against Villa mm. uh, Stephen Jarrett's Villa did play well that game even though they won 2-0 through two Mason Mount goals Steve the other option they have has is uh, yeah. Ruben loftus cheek is the other one at uh, mm. right wing back and he's like a brilliant technician great player uh, technically on the ball but right wing back I don't know if that's his position so maybe that's the one area the pitch that United could take advantage of but like Stamford Bridge tough tough it game. is
1: a tough one to call um, and the football kicker off with sky all the football you love in one place across uh, sky sports bt sport and premier sports and we see um tv coverage changing all the time uh, clive what, what did you make of the uh pre-match discussion between the two coaches on the pitch uh, live on tv before uh, the brentford chelsea game
2: yeah i think um you know passion's run high um i've been in that position myself in that technical area um yeah, it's all, it's always a case. No one likes anybody touching their players. Or no, did you see the the players?
1: Frank interview with Potter before the game, where they had the, like a nice chat about tactics and so on, live on TV?
2: Oh, no, sorry, I didn't see that. Ah, didn't so see
1: that interview. There we go. Yeah. What did you make of it? No, I thought... Uh, it, you loved
0: it. Yeah, well, we played it on the show yesterday, mm. but so, like, yeah, it was, you know, before the match, they got Thomas Frank and Graham Potter together and they asked her a question about the managerial Frank was
1: like, Potter, why do you change your formation all the time? And he's like, Ooh, um do I have to answer this live on TV? That's my job. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, exactly, yeah. Oh, I thought he did very well with the
1: questions, considering they had no time. Very briefly, what do you make of Potter and the fact that it's an unconventional prep to get this job?
2: It, it really is. I think it's a fantastic story. Um, mm. And I think what he's done, he's come in. He's obviously fresh because, <laughs> no disrespect to Graham Potter, I'm sure those Chelsea boys are just wondering what's going to happen when he comes in to take over. Obviously, after following Thomas Tuchel, I think the players have responded well. I think that's a great indication of the person, what he is as a coach, because players very quickly will work him out, will, will, will take liberties if they can, will find any weakness. Um, And I think Chelsea have responded very, very well. He's going to have to use his squad very, very carefully um, going forward because of the games, as we talked about, the, the intense period before the World Cup. Um, and I think he's had a very, very good start. I think there was a lot of people waiting to see Chelsea slip, mm. but um, I think Graham Potter's done fantastically well.
1: Kind of fancies him to come second, which would be probably at the behest of Arsenal, even though Arsenal have had an unbelievable start. Dave is of Southampton. Uh, this is Sunday at 2 on Sky Sports. Southampton back in form. What have you made of Arsenal, Clive? Uh, I don't think anyone expected this. And Even if you look at the their points tally of, uh, what have they got, nine wins and a draw, and for all of that, their goal difference is plus 14, so they're really maximising their victories here?
2: Well, they're at their best. They've started on the front foot from the start of the season. 1-9, just lost the one game where they played well as well. That was that was something that any any coach looking at his team, if you're getting performances out of your team, eventually you will get results. But um, Miko Anteta has got a team that's 1-9, lost just the one 27 points on the board. I, I bet he's in dreamland. He cannot believe it. The way that his young players, I think, have developed they've found a little certainly confidence the additions have have been fantastic Saliba at the back has been superb for them that's filled a a void that they they needed to sort out through the summer they did Um, everything is as is as good as it can get for Arsenal I think at the moment everybody's now looking and waiting for them to slip up, the, the, I can't the, see that against
1: Southampton this weekend. Yeah, and that's the thing. So it's like they're in a false position here. And um, speaking to a few managers this season um, at League of Ireland level, they're like the most important thing is recruitment. Recruitment is the most important thing. Forget about everything else. Recruitment. And our seems to have nailed it. Totally. I mean, like I was
0: skeptical of signing Gabriel Jesus and, and Zinchenko from Manchester City, thinking, well, you know, like City rejects, kind of you know, tongue in cheek. But I didn't think they'd really improve the squad that much. Mm. So for you, Clive, is it is it purely down to the signings and like like you said, Saliba? at the back or is there something that Mikel Arteta and his coaching staff are doing that's fundamentally improved Arsenal so significantly this season what is it for you?
2: Uh, It's the introduction of those players Jesus has come in full of energy Uh, I think the way he's gone about his performances has been just lifts the whole bar at the football club when you're sitting in that dressing room and new faces appear at the start of the season And you see him and Shintenko coming. Shintenko as well, they've they've, they've experienced winning. They know what it's taken to win. Um, There's no doubt that they will have an influence on the younger players. Those younger players, whoever they are, however good they are, when you see, I think Martinelli has been at the the top of his game. I think Saka has been fantastic on the other side. So from both sides... They've, they've found two youngsters who are emerging to be consistent performers. Jesus and Shinjenko have given a level of performance. Saliba's come in. They've been far better defensively. The goalkeeper's played well. It really has been a... They, they deserve to be at the top of the Premier League. Now, will they stay there? That That is the million-dollar question.
1: Yeah, their one defeat, obviously, was at Old Trafford, where they did play very well. Should have uh, won that game. Should have won that yeah. game. Or certainly gotten yeah. something. And again, it's a result that in 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 hindsight and with the ability of looking back, actually doesn't look bad, considering Spurs' performance at Old Trafford. And it is with Spurs that we end up... Clive has actually played for four clubs uh, that we mentioned. He's played for Palace, Chelsea, Arsenal. A little bit in pre-season, briefly do my curse. Through wikipedia what actually did happen at arsenal i never heard this <laughs>
2: 63 days an arsenal player first million longer than trust no, no, no. longer than uh, trust first million pound transfer for a teenager the game's gone mad made front page news around the world they paid 1.25 million for an 18 year old 63 days later having had a summer holiday five weeks pre-season two and a half um pre-season friendlies played against the great sir alexis aberdeen um, two games in, in um, what was the old Yugoslavia, returned to London to be transferred for Kenny Sanson in a swap deal where Kenny went to Arsenal and I went to Crystal Palace to work for Terry Venable. So in a, in, in a short, it was just quite something incredible.
0: Speaking of Clive Allen's amazing career, right? Everybody needs to get their weekend off to the best start possible by YouTubeing Clive Allen's goal. For QPR I love this Against West Ham
1: I love It's the jersey it It's the oh barnet, It's the, the, the adulation oh. The terrible terrible pitch you know And yet the scale Of
0: Clive Allen uh, I would text Clive The odd time About things here and there And I was like Oh my god I've never actually Sent you this goal That I've watched Over the years So many times It's like Clive This is amazing And just humble as like Oh yeah thanks very much Sounds like it, this
1: kind of Obsessed fan type vibe You've got going on Oh no, well it you was And
0: then it became a, You know A working relationship yeah. But then it, the reason I actually became The obsessed fan Was this goal alone It's amazing YouTube is uh, It is, who is were they playing Clive Allen QPR. 1984 QPR versus West Ham is that right
2: Clive that's right yeah can I tell you a quick story yeah. about that very very quick story at the end of the game Terry Venables went on TV to do I think match of the day or maybe on the, on the, on the ball which was the Sunday <laughs> TV show <laughs> right, and Brian Moore asked him about the goal and Terry Venables said if that had been a Brazilian, because we didn't have Brazilian footballers playing in the, in the football league at that time, if that had been a Brazilian, everybody would be going absolutely crazy about that the quality of that goal. So uh, <laughs> yeah, it's one it's one that I, I like to watch. It was a, it was a horrendous Upton Park pitch. Yeah, um, H, it's, it's awful. Even you can tell. The great, the great, and the, and obviously managed me later when I joined West Ham. The great Billy Bonds tried to take me out on the edge of the box, but um, I managed to squeeze it past Phil Parks into the bottom corner. And I didn't react because we actually, in all honesty, should have been six 0 down at half time. The legendary Trevor Brookin Sir Trevor Brookin, was absolutely unbelievable in the first half, and thankfully, good friend of mine fantastic striker Tony Cotty missed four open goals um, and I'm sure we remember it but we went on to get a, a very very incredible point I scored a second we drew two all so it was it was one I'll never forget a game I'll never forget
1: I, I don't oh yeah, I was barely alive and you're making me nostalgic listening to those names uh, but do you Jolly, have a look at it, well, look I, at it I, I said, we said we some play, f-
2: let me just say this please let me just yeah. say this we did play football before the Premier League. <laughs> yeah, and,
1: and, yeah and that's, like... ex- that is lovely. That is lovely. I was a, I was was a kid at the time, Brian, and a deep. terrible, terrible pitch. There is like a crap 90s football vibe about the pitch. Yeah. And you're like, I love it. But there were sliding doors moments. You, you didn't, it didn't happen at Arsenal. It did happen at your beloved Spurs, who host Newcastle Sunday, 4.30 on Sky Sports. I start with you, Clive. This is a game that, um, I mean, Spurs, for me, were insipid in Old Trafford, Newcastle on the rise. Don't know how to call it.
2: Massive game, massive game for both clubs, I think, because Newcastle certainly are in good form. The way that they're going about, they're unbeaten in six. They, they'll come to the Tottenham Oxford Stadium full of confidence. They will have watched the performance of Manchester United, saw how they almost, you know, just rolled over Spurs. Who Why was San so terrible? Is, Can you answer me that? Why was he left on? Why was he so terrible? Well, Sonny Sonny's had a few performances like that, I've got to be honest. He came off the bench to score two magnificent goals against Leicester and show everybody his finishing ability. When he links with, with Harry, he, he, they're devastating. But unfortunately, I think for Spurs at the moment, Spurs are finding it very difficult because of the way they're defending. Defending deep, not getting the ball out quick enough and, and with any quality to their front players. So they're limited with their chances. This are, is the other we thing, it, looked,
1: it looked like, sorry to interrupt, it looked like they were a counter-attacking team that wasn't very quick on the counter to me.
2: Exactly. But, but that, for me, and when you look at it, analyse it, that was because the, the defensive position was so deep. It happened at Arsenal. They invited Arsenal onto them, the way that they defended in their own 18-yard box. You cannot defend that deep. And even as a counter-attacking team, get out and get the full length of the field in, in the manner that you want. So, I, I just think if, if Spurs don't come out on the front foot, don't press Newcastle, it, it could be a, another frustrating afternoon. And yet the season started well. Given the position we're in, yep. third in the league, it's it, it's a position where we should. It's a position of strength, to be perfectly honest. When you look back and you see Liverpool, Manchester United, Chelsea behind you. It's, it's a it's a fabulous
1: start to the season for Spurs. Yeah, this is the thing. So you're like it, it, they've 22 points for 11. Colin, that's absolutely fine, and they've played difficult games already. Newcastle, on the other hand, four wins and a draw from three wins and draw from the last four. Yeah, they're looking good. I mean, it's such a difficult
0: conversation with Newcastle because there's a massive element in the room about let, the whole let, thing. Let's
1: just talk about the football. Yeah, but I mean,
0: what well, I think you have to say it. Absolutely. And, um, absolutely. But look, they know they've been very good. And Eddie Howell, like just for pure footballing talk, if when want to keep it to that, has has done a great job. I have to say, like it, like up there he with Jane like he's like. He's really, really, like, effective job. They haven't signed any big players. It's more about the system that he's implemented and they're all buying into it. It just goes to show what you can do with a player, like, individual players can play way above themselves if they're coached right and he's doing a great job there. But in this game now, like, I would still, I always seem to back Conte Spurs I, I thought that Spurs Would get something In Old Trafford The very so I thought they were going to win And I genuinely think They're going to Like Conte's going to be so angry With this Spurs site From that performance at Old Trafford They didn't hide the fact that After that. match it, You didn't make a change the If you
1: were angry yeah, Like but, make a change It was yeah, clear in the first half But he's pass. going
0: to He's going to react To that I guarantee Saturday evening mm. He's going to react to that There's no doubt about it Like this, like he, he's not going to be like he was at Old Trafford and I would, if I was Newcastle fan
1: going into this game I'd be a bit worried like, Spurs are going to react to this Yeah I'm being tongue in cheek about the whole uh, Saudi thing by the way but it is what it is and with the resources Sunday, they have yeah. um, it does look like Newcastle will definitely challenge for top four Clive what is your call on this game?
2: Um, it's always a difficult one, especially when I look at Spurs. I, I, you know, my heart rules my head. Um, I'm going to go for Spurs just to edge it. But again, that's that's the way Spurs have performed at home this season. The games have been tight. Teams have had chances. The, the one that comes to mind is a Leicester game. Leicester, Leicester came opened up and could have scored five goals. The game realistically should have been a five-all draw. Leicester couldn't defend. They ended up. Spurs running out big winners. It was their biggest result of the season at home, but it wasn't an impressive performance. I see them. Uh, one thing I will say is Spurs will not change in the way that they go about winning their game because they've won games the way Conti wants them to. Mm. And I think he knows that he cannot afford to get beat by Newcastle. Spurs just to edge it. Probably a draw from column.
0: I would say Spurs I would say Spurs okay. i go with Clive like, Look Clive we're going to be talking to you loads throughout the season but if I'm asking you today right now and you have to decide do Spurs make the top four come the end of the season Yes That, that confident Yeah Well, well he yes. did say his heart from his head though Yeah but I think he's analysing it I don't think Clive would say yes if he didn't believe it I'll tell you one thing his heart and head were in unison in that goal for QP Oh my God I mean what's that pure <laughs> instinct Clive I mean I, I just don't know how you did that was, I could watch that goal all day
2: I don't know how I did it. <laughs> and I'll tell them to give you a big hug afterwards. These, these were the glory days. Thank
1: you very much, Clive.
2: Absolute pleasure. Anytime. Uh, Cheers,
1: Thank you, Colm. And that nice, was you... the football kickoff with Sky. All the football you love in one place across Sky Sports, BT Sport, and Premier Sports.
0: The football kickoff with Sky. Watch every single live Premier League game on Sky Sports, BT Sport, and
2: Premier Sports.